This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. It's a Power Breakfast on Power 98.7. All right, uh, let's start with some, actually some other sort of bricks related while there was drama of a different sort uh, coming out of one of the BRICS countries uh, um i just spoke about the prigozhin story there uh, well india was celebrating a major milestone an indian spacecraft uh, landed on the rugged unexplored south pole of the moon on wednesday in a mission seen as crucial to lunar exploration and india standing as a space power now this comes just days just days after a similar russian craft crash landed on the moon uh, this uh, the moment was described by the indian minister nahendra modi who is uh, was watching from here in south africa where he's attending the 15th brick summit he described it as unforgettable is and uh, says it's phenomenal and this is a victory cry for a new india said the um prime minister of india now this was india's second attempt actually to land a spacecraft on the moon and comes less than a week after russia's luna 25 mission failed all right uh, let's now speak uh, to professor of astronomy at the northwest university and in the interest of uh, full disclosure, I will uh, let it be known that uh, the gentleman we're about to speak to uh, learned at my feet. I mentored him uh, through high school. And now look at him. I am on the wireless. He is a professor of astronomy. Tebe me do, be do melamun. Good to be talking to you. I trusted you are well. No, I'm doing well. It's really great to, to talk to you. And indeed, you are right. You know, I mean, we, we, we go together. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. And, and greetings to the listeners as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk about this moment and uh, how significant is it, uh, this uh, um, successful landing of a spacecraft by India on the South Pole on the, of the Moon. Firstly, the achievement by the Indians and the significance of a landing on the South Pole. Yes, yeah. I mean, it is quite a, a major achievement by India because... I mean, uh, it, it makes India one of the only four countries in the world to achieve soft landing on the moon. And by soft landing... Tebe, means... Tebe, just sorry to interrupt you there. Are you on hands-free? I'm going to ask you to, if you are on hands-free, just uh, please, uh, the line is not particularly clear. We want to hear you properly. So please pick up the phone if you're on hands-free. No, no, okay. No, I'm not, okay. Can you hear me now? Are you... Uh, let's, oh, okay. So you were not on hands-free. Okay, never mind. Let's, uh, no, no, let's soldier no. on. Yeah. All right, sure. Yeah, so, so that makes India one of the only four countries in the world to achieve soft landing on the moon, which is quite a feat, you know, because it really is tough, I mean, to accurately land a, a, a spacecraft on the moon, given that the, on the moon there, there's no GPSs and things like that. So you really have to have accurate measurements and very capable uh, computers to be able to do that. And also landing on that part of the moon where it, as we said, it's very rugged. Yeah, there's a lot of craters, there's a lot of uh, boulders, you know, large rocks, and the surface is uneven. 
really you have to be very, very careful and very accurate in lending in such a way that you don't destroy the, the payload, you don't destroy the, the rover and the, and the things that you want uh, to land on the moon. So it's quite a, a great feat. But another innovation about this mission is that it, it is extremely cost-effective. I mean, yes. for, exa- for example, I mean, the whole thing cost, costed them about $96 million, whereas the, the, the rockets that were used to launch uh, uh, the Apollo missions in the 1960s were like $185 million back then. Oh. So you can see how, how much reduction in cost they've achieved. Of course, that comes at a price because... For example, the, the Apollo rockets, I mean, uh, uh, took three days to uh, send people to the moon, whereas this one took just over a month. So, so the, the price you pay, that it, you take a longer time to, to travel to the moon, but, but at the same time, you, you achieve your mission of, of soft landing on the moon. So it's quite great. And, and the, the importance of landing in the, in the South Pole is that uh, this is the part of the moon where it is expected that there will be a lot of water. I mean, nations, uh, uh, space-faring nations are interested on, in water on the moon because that could be a source of water for if you want to establish uh, colonies, human uh, colonies on the moon, but also for rec- uh, rocket fuel, fuel, you know. I mean, you want to send rockets there, but also to, to re- replenish your fuel sources so that you can bring samples or people back to the Earth. So it is extremely quite important. And India is the first country ever. To, to successfully land very close to the South Pole. And uh, mm-hmm. ironically, uh, this uh, comes uh, hot on the heels of uh, the unsuccessful mission by the Russians. Um, I mean, I see the Russians have been quite, I mean, although this is obviously some kind of a competition, or contestation, or not contestation, but yes, there is an advantage to achieving these things uh, first. There is, a, there is some benefit to getting, uh, you know, to achieving these things first, is there, is there not? Absolutely. I mean, for example, uh, the, the payload, I mean, the rover contains all kinds of uh, <clears throat> equipment on board to be able to do many experiments that can add value and information to our knowledge of the moon. For example, uh, to quantify the amount of water that is there on the moon. So uh, they, they will contribute to, to us creating a very reliable and accurate map of water on the moon, which is very important right now. It's mm. just an early phase of development. But also they'll have uh, set equipment uh, mounted on the moon looking back at Earth to study the Earth from the moon. So mm. it is quite a very exciting and very innovative, cutting-edge mm. area that India is participating in. And, and it's really, and they should be really congratulated for that. Absolutely. And as you have already indicated that it shows that also that this is not that uh, space exploration is not just a domain of the, uh, you know, rich nations and in inverted commas here, uh, mm-hmm. because now as we are seeing that more and more, okay, I mean, we've seen the UAE, of course, there's, they've got big, big sure. monies there. But mm-hmm. I think India's success shows that, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it can be done by developing nations. Where are we? I mean, wh- what are we doing here in South Africa in terms of space exploration and uh, studies yeah. in that si- on that side? Wonderful question. Yeah, I mean, South Africa... It's still at an, at an infancy stage of, of space exploration. Right now, our capabilities in building satellites for commercial purposes, for studying, uh, 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 the, I mean, you know, soil types, uh, 
uh, uh, erosion and, and, and things like that from space. We do not yet have the capability to launch satellites into space, but I think we are working towards that. And actually, the fact that this uh, uh, Chandrayaan-3 cost mm. only $96 million, yeah. I mean, tells you that with enough effort, with enough support, uh, with enough interest within our science community, it can it's be a matter done. of time we should, we, that uh, we will also be able to do that. Yeah. Wonderful it's, it's stuff. A, it's, it's a worthwhile investment because really, I mean, the commercial, who knows what the commercial returns on this will be. I mean, and yeah. also remember that things on Earth don't last forever. I mean, there will be a time when we have depleted all the resources on Earth and human beings will then be forced to go and live on the moon or in space or in places like that. So wow. this is the wow. beginning phase of human exploration of space. All right. No, fantastic. Thank you so much for that uh, uh, insight. I really appreciate your time. Good to be chatting to you again. Take care. Wonderful. Great to hear from you. Wonderful. Have a great day. Bye. That is Professor Tebe Midupi, who is an astro- professor of astronomy at the Northwest University. I, I tell you, here I am, my guy there, I was in a trick with him. He's a professor of astronomy. Uh, another one of my former seniors who we've spoken to uh, uh, from uh, UJ, that's Professor Little Todi Liu, who was a mentioned to you at the time, was from, uh, um, you know, used to work at NASA. So there you go. Graduates of that bastion of learning called Mabatu High School. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.